Fuck you, Dante. What's going on, everybody? I got Matt here. This is Dante. It's off the mats. You've been listening to it enough. You know it. I'm being a dick about it, though. Anyhow, what I'm going to do with this series of episodes going into the next few weeks is basically I'm doing a build up to WrestleMania. I don't know how many of y'all out there watch pro wrestling. And I know a bunch of you, you know, are front and act like you don't. Most people have always done, oh, I don't watch pro wrestling, it's dumb. And then you find out, oh, you know who The Undertaker is, you know who The Ultimate Warrior is, so you fucking watch. Don't fucking lie to me. I know you do, and you're going to listen to this, and you're going to fucking enjoy it. But, um, basically, I have several friends that, you know, enjoy pro wrestling, have wrestled, um, you know, in the minor leagues, who've actually even run promotions. You know, I'm going to have some of those guests on um, in the coming weeks, you know, for upcoming episodes. So we're going to kick this off, though, with, uh, you know, previous guest and good friend, Matt Savage, who um, has been on here before. And, you know, we, we actually talked about some pro wrestling back then. So we're going to kind of come back into this and just kind of talk a little bit about pro wrestling itself, talk about WrestleMania and the lead up. And I'm going to be honest, I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown the last couple weeks. So I don't even know what the fuck is going on. So we're going to definitely bathe in the fact that I'm ignorant and, you know. Me too. Embrace that shit. Because yeah, I was actually going to come to you. Like, hey. A fucking so, moron. Like, yeah. like, hey, so who who's fighting? Who's doing what? Like, I, saw, I, I think Edge. Uh, it's chose... Edge versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania as of now. Because I think Daniel Bryan is taking him at Fastlane, which is going to be a squash match. Yeah, dumb. Uh, I don't understand that whole area. I think Daniel Bryan's on the way of on the way out. Yeah, I think he's. I'm done. I've, I'm putting my my body through hell, and I have kids now. So it's well when he made you know when he made his return that that was that was huge. That was big because of coming back from the concussion he came stuff. Back as a heel. Yeah. So, Ooh, I, but I was, love that. That was controversial because they were like everybody was like wanting the yes movement back. <laughs> they got it for a little bit. They got a taste. They, they got a uh, uh, hippie. That's what I love about Vince McMahon. They, I hate him and I love him. He, they're like, the fans want this. And he's like, no, I don't think so. I, I, I know it's best for the fans. And he just does this and he makes a, a vegan uh, environmentalist all of a sudden. Like, all of a sudden now you're for PETA and uh, you have Eric Rowan with you and, and what, whatever it is. Uh, I, was, I was interested. It was like, he didn't... I remember him being a heel before in his 20... I think 2010, 2011 run. When he was the American Dragon, right after Nexus, I so he was the world yeah. champion. He won the world championship. Yeah, uh, yeah he man. got beat by Sheamus in twelve seconds. He was with AJ Lee at the time. So anyway, like so, I remember that. But that was kind of like before the Yes movement, and now you have he's huge, and the fans want him. They love him. He's an underdog, but Vince doesn't give them what they want. Period. No. And he doesn't have to. He doesn't. And what's wild about that is that people are going to still watch. Yeah. And, well, I don't, it's weird because it's like people are going to still watch. I don't know if it's that people are going to still watch or is it that they're just going to still put on a show? No, they're going to. They, they yeah. will, like, despite the ratings, despite the fact that there's been some shit, some dog shit smackdowns and raws in the past, hell, let's call it the COVID year. Yeah. There's been some, the ratings were bad. And not that the ratings were bad, it, the, 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 the 
the material was bad. And Vince McMahon's like, I don't give a fuck. Guess what you're going to do? You're still going to come back to me. Well, what you going to do? Watch AEW? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like actually, yeah, a lot of people are watching AEW, and, and and honestly, a lot of people are watching NXT. Yeah, I do. That's my favorite. I watch NXT every Wednesday because I I sometimes do the I go if I miss like I don't go out of my way to watch Raw and SmackDown. I watch the highlights on YouTube. Um, but the, the, the thing about Vince is like he's a megalomaniac. He's a billionaire. He's not just playing a character. It's who he is, yeah. and he steps on his own dick because most billionaires don't understand their own flaws. And where they fail, because he's been good for so long that he doesn't think he ever can fail. He's the untouchable. He is Rome in the wrestling business. There he is Rome. He is Julius Caesar. That's it. You're, he's untouchable. Tony Khan comes along. Cody Rhodes comes along and says, well, we're going to start our own promotion. And they said, well, we said, well, we're going to challenge Miss McMahon. That's oh, cute. At first. Then Jericho got on board. And then all this stuff. It's like, now they're a legit threat. And Vince is not even, like, doesn't even acknowledge it. Which is what I love about him, because he's like, oh, who? Sorry? I think the last time he acknowledged anyone, though, was down in Atlanta with WCW. And and the only reason he started acknowledging them is because Billionaire Ted had the money to pay Hogan, Macho Man, Kevin, Mm -hmm. uh, Scott. Oh man! It starts swooping in. If you want a war, you got a war. You know? Um, The thing is with AEW... You know, I don't. I don't think they're at that point yet. But no, they're getting Tony better. Khan has money. Yes, he does. And I think, I think there's a lesson that's been learned though from um, oh, Ted sure. Turner. You know, don't rush into this. Right. Like if we're gonna start taking free agents, you know, let's do it slow. Don't just start piling money up and then yeah, trying to mimic them. Let's now you're ahead. bringing back the NWO and you know and uh, yeah. So th- that 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 thing that you said that they're learning curve like. Not many entities in history learn from their predecessors. So they, but this one you can tell because when WCW, when Ted Turner bought them, they immediately signed Hogan, like you said, Savage, you know, all these other guys. And then, like, they forgot about the younger guys and or the mainstays, like Sting and Ric Flair and all that stuff. Like, in the A&W, they, they started off with, you know, Cody, who's still young. Yeah, he's the son of the American dream. But are we, are we really going to sit here and pretend like he was somebody in the WWE? He really wasn't. He was a mid-carter at best. So true as far as what we see on screen, you know, but the talk from backstage is he was a good worker. Sure. A great guy in the locker room. So, and, and, and that there's something to be said about that, though, too. When you lose a guy like that from, you know, a league like WWE, and then they go to AEW, and then they, you know, when you let those um, characters shine. I think... Vince disrespected Cody in a way that he made him be that Stardust character. Yeah. And Cody hated it, but he did it because... And I think Vince wanted to be like a big fuck you to Co- to, to Dustin. To Dustin. And, yeah. and Dusty. Yeah. Like, yeah, both. Mean, yeah, the Rhodes like, family in general. Like, he wanted to stick it to the Rhodes family because, you know, he still somehow had a, like a vendetta against them because of the WCW days. But back then when, when Dusty was there wrestling, WCW wasn't even a fucking threat. No. And when you when you look down this line of like Vince punishing people, he and he oh, tends to go yes. after the, the younger. I mean, that yeah. was the big thing with Owen Hart having to go back to being the Blue Blazer. Uh. He was being punished because well, first off, there's already the, the static with the Hearts after yeah. Brett went to WCW, and then Dustin, or not Dustin, um, Owen didn't want to do the this one um, yeah. storyline, and 
it, it just it was like okay well here's your punishment and, and that's the thing is like look dude like you have to realize not all your fucking ideals are winners but and, and not only that Owen was like a stand-up guy. He doesn't yeah. want to do a fucking infidelity story. Owen was a worker, story. and he was got he had a lot of charisma. He had yeah. more charisma. Yeah. I honestly believe he had more charisma than Brett. Yes, he was he like, better than Brett in every every yeah, way. Absolutely, he was likable. He you cheered for him. He was the underdog. He was more technically gifted than Brett. Like he, he had it. He was like one of the things that stood out to me is he was way 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 better on the mic. And they, they, I think they also punished him too when he accidentally broke Stone Cold Steve Austin's neck in the pile driver. That you know that that definitely you know plays into it as well. And but Austin had a big like vendetta, not a vendetta, but a fucking hatred for him for a long time because of that. Well, he said like you know we he didn't want him to do it. Yeah. And he said, "Are you sure? You, are you sure you can do this?" And then I, I think what stuck with um, Austin after that though too, he never got you know Owen never checked on him. No. He never, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. reached out to him after the fact, and yeah. you know that's not to say Owen's a bad dude. No, I think no. he was just at the time he was involved in his own character and his own his own shit and his punishment. Like he didn't have time to like. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm fucked. You know, yeah. I'm, I, I, you know, what am I gonna do? Like, then they they put a mask on me. Like it's a joke. Everybody knows who it is. It's like yeah. the same thing when they put a ma- mask on Hulk Hogan. It yeah. was the same joke, like yeah, we get, we know who you are, right? But that, they, they did that on purpose. They everybody knew it was Hulk Hogan. No one pretended yeah. like it wasn't. Um, but well, and even with the blue blazer, everyone knew sure. who it was. Yeah. I mean, because well, that was his opening um, gimmick when he started was the blue blazer, and then having him go back to it, everyone knew. And then like so that you lead up to like so WCW and the whole war, war thing. So what AW is doing is they started off with. I mean, they brought Jericho in, and then they brought in Kenny Omega. Like, yeah, that, you know, that was huge, that was because great. Kenny Omega was not going to leave Japan. You know what I mean? Like, he's the biggest star. He's a rock star in Japan, basically. I mean, that was a big name floating about right around... Um, Wrestling, uh, Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble time, because when you saw Style show up... Yeah, and, and that was You thought, okay, Omega... Like I was watching with my buddy, and he said it. We got down well, to thirty, and it wasn't Omega. With, we're like, oh, it fuck. started with Finn Balor because when Finn left, mm-hmm. I uh, ended up IWGP, yeah, where he left New Japan. I thought, okay, this is where the bullet come, the bullet, uh, the bullet club comes, yeah, yeah. And we're gonna start seeing Kenny, and you're gonna see Adam Cole, and uh, you know Sullivan, or um, uh, what's his name. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, the guy that just—it's now they broke up the undisputed era, which yeah, was about yeah. time. I think it was. We, I think it had its run. You know, it had its run. And like, I checked in just like with NXT. I kind of dabble in and out of it, because um, for me, I'm you know I'm of that old school mindset where it's like, oh, I don't really know these guys. Mm. I'm gonna go ahead and back off, but I'll check in every so often yeah. just to keep my finger on the pulse. Yeah. So I um watch was it Vengeance. Mm. Uh, a couple weeks back, mm. and I was like, because I didn't, you know, I turned on WWE Network. I was like, oh shit, something's on. Yeah, <laughs> let's go ahead and check it out. Oh, oh, yeah. all right, let let's see what's going on here. Yeah. Um, you know that that's kind of my extent of watching NXT is just like kind of oh shit, I forgot this is on right now. Let me yeah. go ahead and watch this. Whereas like Raw, I, I watch it like Tuesday night on yeah. Hulu. I don't even watch SmackDown unless it's like a Sunday night, and I'm like, well, I guess I haven't watched all my porn, so yeah. I guess I'll go ahead and watch. No, you got to get that out of the way, <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to, you know, you want all the testosterone out by the time you're uh, you start watching. That, but like I, uh, so like with AEW, and I switch back and forth. And the, the NXT and AEW, 
the 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 competition is about the same. All these great guys are great athletes. Mm-hmm. The, the, there's a little bit difference with the storylines and content because yeah, it's very it's very like black and white with a with a with a WWE because you know like they have the the, the rivalries and the storylines and AEW yeah. like really doesn't have a build. They don't their storylines don't last long. Like they just move on to the next thing. And there's for some reason, uh, you know, Penta Penta Zero Miedo is wrestling his brother Ray Phoenix for no reason at all. Um, you know, so, then then there's like then they're then they're they hate they're like hating on each other, and then the next week they're back as a tag team, and then they're going against the Young Bucks or something. I don't know. And honestly, I guess for some people they want. You know, more wrestling, a, less talk. A, a storyline, yeah. yeah. And then there are others that want more wrestling, less talk. I, I would much rather have more wrestling, less talk. I want a balance. I want a balance, but I don't need a lot of promos. I don't need Pat McAfee coming every week and saying how he's the best, and and then he wrestles one cage match and he's done. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I like Pat McAfee. I'm a huge fan, but. You know, I, he just comes in and he just does the thing. He does the the, um, the war games thing, and he's yeah. he does that once a year, and he's out. Like, and now he's talking about doing something with AEW. You know, I don't know. I, yeah, I saw an article. I didn't read it, but I saw like a headline. It was like, or him denying that he said he wants to go to AEW. It's like, look, dude, if you want to go to AEW, just go to AEW. And AEW's not even getting wrestling names. They're getting they got Shaq. Yeah. recently yeah Shaq was on there um they just signed well they signed uh Paul White yeah who knows the big show they have a huge announcement coming next week that they're they're saying another another name is coming I, I people there's you know rumors like Ricochet Kurt Angle Christian like you know it could be Christian would be they, they even rumored Roman, Roman Reigns at one point I was like that's insane that's ridiculous I Roman Reigns is like literally going to be there for thirty years. Yeah, right? Roman Reigns is He's the Undertaker now. Yeah, he he's WWE. When he said this so. is my yard now, he meant it, and it's yeah. true. Like, dude, speaking of him, that hit heel turn. That's what they should have did in twenty fourteen. Instead of Rollins using the chair yeah. against them, it should have been Roman Reigns saying, "There's always room for Plan B." It should have been him. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I think back then, and I, I'm. I go back and watch it now, mm-hmm. um, you know, on the network versus back then. I was kind of in and out, and I really, I only caught glimpses of the shield. Yeah, so I didn't really oh man, I, I was the there shield. for the entire run. Um, but so it, it like from what it looked like back then, you know, why that you know went that way is you know, um, fucking want to call him uh, his uh, other name, but. Uh, Fucking who? Rollins. Yes. Like Seth, I can't fucking Seth think of his name now. Uh, yeah. Rollins. Um, it's like he, he was basically like he, he was the mouthpiece. He had the charisma. I thought Ambrose was the mouthpiece. I felt like I felt and, like he, like out of those three, Rollins had more pull, like more. Yeah, draw. People but I thought Ambrose was way better. I because his I think so. His I agree ring with you. psychology it reminded me so much of like a mixture of Roddy Piper and Jake the Snake. Like he had that dark mentality, but like that dark, sinister kind of thing. But also, he can like just get crazy, like Rowdy. You know, like he um, had that. And no, I agree with you. But, but I know I, what you're saying. Like they used Seth because he was more Seth. marketable, as far as like, yes. is, like he's more relatable. He had a cleaner look. Yeah, he was more relatable yeah. too, because he's like like your everyday. He's from Iowa, you know. Yeah. He's like your you know blue collar kind of guy. Uh-huh. Um, but Roman. What I saw in Roman, he's the he was the powerhouse. He was the silent exactly. charisma. 
should have turned him heel, mm-hmm. maybe stuck a manager with him, like like they're doing now with Paul Heyman. Yeah. I wonder, though, if they would have done that then, if that would have backfired on them because of having to put a, a, a manager with him. It would have backfired because they already had someone like that called Brock Lesnar. That, and, and also... Yeah, it, it would have just been kind of like, all right, too much right now for yeah. something like that. You know, so it works out throwing Seth Rollins in that. With the brand split, it could work. Yeah, yeah with a brand that split. That was pre-brand split. Um, I, I, I think, though, so we get it with the brand split, but yeah. I think as an overall collective, when people hop back in and check it out, yeah. you know, I, I guess for lack of a better term, casuals, it, it wouldn't make sense to them. It was like, okay, well, we got the same thing on both sides. Whereas we get it, at, you know, knowing what's going on, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. the brand split, you know, you have room yeah. for two personalities. Yeah, you can have that. monster heels in, in both, in both, like, you can have a couple of monster heels because yeah. Ron Strowman's a monster heel. I wish I they would fucking, they ruined, they ruined him. Like, yeah. I, I think they ruined him and Bray Wyatt in a way that's like Bray Wyatt, they, they had, Drew McIntyre, no, it was, um, who beat him? It was Roman yeah. Reigns. Beat okay. him in the triple. They beat him in the triple okay, threat yeah, match yeah. to when he like came in late, you know, and he beat the fiend clean and easy. I'm like, well, but like, dude, couldn't you just have him drop the belt to like Strowman, like, but like it be like some weird thing where like he narrowly loses or whatever, and then you have it against Roman. He easily squashes, I guess, Braun. You're really ruining a character that's so fucking over with the fans. Like, The Fiend is so yeah, over. Dude. Like, they cheer him, and he's supposed to be a demon. I was only tuning in for The Fiend on SmackDown. That's the only reason I would watch SmackDown mm-hmm. is for The Fiend. And how about Alexa Bliss? She's killing I that shit. fucking love it. She's killing I that love shit. It. And then the Randy Orton thing, uh, there was a scene where Randy Orton was talking. He starts spitting yeah. up black shit, yep. and then a screen of him popped up mm-hmm. himself. He's... Talking to himself in like the demonic voice, and I was like, "This is crazy." That's actually one thing that, with everything going on with how the shows are being handled, yeah. I do enjoy that aspect. More they cinematic. Be, they could be more cinematic. The horror things. thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always love the the you know, like the Undertaker's character, very dark, sinister, funeralistic kind of thing with Paul Paul Bearer, and then like I always love that part, the gothic portion of what they do. Yeah. And then it moved on to the feet, like Bray Wyatt doing the whole uh, Cape Fear thing. Yeah. Then uh, moving on to this demon thing with the with the the Firefly Fun Funhouse. Oh my God! Like you took Mister Rogers from hell, and it's so it's so crazy how like like Alexa is, is being involved in that. I don't know if like she's injured or she's just they they don't didn't have anything for her, and they're like let's place you here because that girl can talk. Yeah. She's so good on the mic. So I went down a rabbit hole the other day because I fucking adore her. Yeah, I, I'm a fan. Yeah. Um. So I was like, you know, I'm on WWE Network, yeah. so I just typed her name and I was like, let's go all the way back to the very beginning. Let's just, you know, watch her progression. Um. And just even even mm-hmm. early on, you know, she was valet. Um. I can't even remember with who, but yeah. she was valet. But you know, still good with the mic. Then when they brought she her over it. as a, a as a full timer with you know the main roster yeah. on the mic and that's something that you know it goes with the business yeah and you, she's also coaching and helping younger mm-hmm. stars like not even younger stars her peers yeah she, she's been known to like like help Sasha Banks on the mic Bailey uh, what's the new girl that came the long hair 
the EST of uh, of NXT, uh, Bianca Belair. Oh, okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That girl's a super athlete. She's amazing. I love Bianca Belair, but and and I She's love and I love Sasha, and I like and I like Bailey. I'm glad they did Bailey's character a little bit better now that she's a heel. I think that when she first turned here, I was like, I'm not sold. It's just she generic. Actually, someone's auntie. With, first off, with the haircut, but then just her behaviors. Like, someone come the get role model thing with her going hello, ding dong, or whatever. You know, that was kind of funny. You know, uh, but I'm glad they're they're doing these things. Like, because sometimes they do ruin people from NXT, which yeah. it's. But there's some people who come from NXT who don't have a personality, like Rhea Ripley. It, and I have like Rhea Ripley's great for her. Like I, like when I see her, I'm like, dude, I like she has this look. Where I'm like, you look like I'm bad. Yeah, you should be killing. She it. should be a heel. Yeah. Why is she not a heel? And she should be mowing through chicks. She's five. She looks like a giant compared to these other girls. She's like only five nine, and she looks like a giant. She stood next to Charlotte Flair and was like looking eye to eye with her, you know. Um, or what's her name? Uh, the 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 Rodriguez chick. That's uh, um, God damn it. Yeah, the one that's just that's tagging up with Dakota Kai. Uh, so sh- they're just as tall. Like they're big. They look like big, like giants, and yet she's like dressed in all this leather and her hair, and she's doing the stomp and her theme music's like you know, badass. And then she's like, you're like, like what's her story? She doesn't sell it in the ring. Um, either way, I, I don't know. I always like the character. Like I, she has that look. That she just... has the look. She just. I've, if you hear her on the you hear her on the mic, and there's certain people on the, on in WWE and beyond who don't need to be good at talking yeah. to sell, but for some reason when she gets on, she does have that 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 uh, that, that quiet charisma like Roman Reigns has. But yeah. I'm saying is like, if you're going to have that, get her a mouthpiece. You know what I mean? Get her a mouthpiece because she's not. When you get up there, you're not. She's not putting on riveting promos. She's not doing the thing where like who I think in NXT is good at giving promos is Adam Cole or um, Kyle O'Reilly or Finn Balor or um, let's see. And then for females, like uh, even Dakota Kai is pretty good. Uh, Tegan Knox is is good at doing cutting promos and. That the NXT is where it's no longer the minor leagues. Yeah, it, yeah. It, you can't it's, it you can't use that excuse excuse anymore. That like this is like the the third you know this is the minor league show. Um, Triple H has built it into its own brand, its mm-hmm. own entity. The U the NXT title may not be a world championship per se, but it means something. I mean, it means enough for when Charlotte Flair won the Royal Rumble. Yeah, she challenged for it. Which, so I mean, yeah that. It, that had potential to go. Yeah, yeah. It had potential to go great places, but Rhea it, it, just won it, and then you yeah. take it from her because you want the daughter of Ric Flair to have it. Again. And that's what I mean. It had potential to build right. that character, right? And they and killed the Rick killed Rhea with that. Yeah. It, it, it it seems like since then she just lost it, all her momentum. Yeah, when I see her, it's like it, she's a shell. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. it's with Keith Lee, they yeah. did the same thing to Keith yeah. Lee. Keith Lee won, lost the NXT championship because he was, I think he should have had a better, a, a longer run because he was the guy. And then, let me get me wrong, Karrion Cross is amazing. And what they're doing with Scarlett and that whole entrance theme is probably the best 
entrance I've ever seen in my in my years of watching wrestling. I don't think I've ever seen an entrance so you're like everyone you're like I gotta tune in like this is insane she's coming down the aisle she's singing and she's doing this fall and her facial expressions and he's doing his thing like wow that's amazing theatrics and Scarlett Boudreau is she's really good you know she's so good like it, it, you, you you she has she's like this evil presence anyway so you have like these people who can talk and it's like you know they have it taken away from them and Keith Lee is now he went to the main roster and now they made Matt Riddle NXT or you know US yeah, champion US champ. but what Keith Lee like I like Matt Riddle but I, I don't I don't Keith Lee's the guy so they there was an article and I, I don't know how much goes into you know it's like when I post articles for Nerd Rage I know there are certain you know sites you just don't post from because it's Horseshit. Yeah, um, like uh, what, what's the fucking one? Is it the one where they like they send him back to learn? Um, yeah, to learn how to talk on the mic. I no, they didn't even say anything about the mic. They said sent him back for in ring work. That's crazy because he doesn't need it. Yeah, well, exactly. When they said that, I was like, what? This is a man, three hundred twenty pound man, who's doing fucking flying cross bodies off the uh, jumping over the rope and cannonballs off the. Can- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is a superior like, athlete. You're sending this guy back for in-ring work? I get like, the guy that you, the big giant guy they, that was doing the, maybe the Raw he, Underground dumb shit that they were doing mm-hmm. to try to make it look like MMA. Anyway, that guy. They yeah. sent him back. Okay, great. Because, you know, I don't know who he is. But then, like, Keith Lee, he he's like, what what's what are you sending him back to work on? Yeah. And, I mean, and it could have been really Mike work. And then that's the thing. It's like, when I see NXT, when I look at that roster... NXT to me is the charisma roster. Yeah. Everyone there has personality that you can latch onto. Everyone's fun on the mic. Everyone looks great in the it's ring. It's more free. Yeah. There's yeah. less writers. Mm-hmm. And like Vince McMahon kills it because he wants to extra put his ideas on there. And like Triple H was like, well, what the fuck did I even, you know, what am I even doing this for? Yeah. Like, well, you, you know, we bring our guys over here, you know, they graduate up to the main roster. And then you shoot them down with your shit ideals, yeah. you know. So I take them back over here, yeah. and prop them back up. Now you want to come over here and shoot them down with your shit ideals some more. I think it's going to come a point where like Triple H is like, no, we're not sending other people to the main roster anymore. This is the main roster. Yeah, this yeah. is part of the main roster. Like this, it should. He and Triple H, you notice he's holding on to guys like Adam Cole, Tommaso mm-hmm. Ciampa, yep. Johnny the uh, Johnny Gargano. Yep, like he's holding on to these staples because he's like, I don't know what Vince is probably going to do with them. I mean, and that's the right thing to do, I think. Because, like you said, th- this is no longer, you know, that's no longer the main roster. This is all the main roster. Uh, yeah. This is our own brand. And, you know, when when you send up guys like Adam Cole and and um and see what Vince may do with them. Yeah. You know, you can break someone's spirit. You can yeah. destroy, you know. Um, there, there have been plenty of guys that Vince has gotten his own hands on and, you know, they're gone. Um, EC3. Yeah, oh my God, the potential they have. Jesus guy. fucking Christ, man. He's like, good. On yes, the mic, yeah. period, anything. Like, the only thing of value was he. Uh, there was an upset of him beating John Mosley, Dean Ambrose, whatever you want to call him at the time. Uh, so, like, that was the only thing of value. He had, like, a weird feud with him for a while for no reason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, EC3 was another one. They, I mean, they, I mean, Vince does sometimes have a guy who he lost 
and they had to go find their way Drew McIntyre yeah. perfect example yep. of that like Drew McIntyre was with the company he was the next big thing basically and he wasn't used and he wasn't good and he knew that and he, I listened yep. to the Stone Cold podcast with him on it yep. he's like I knew I wasn't good enough yet he's like I doubted myself every day like then he came back, and he's now two-time WWE champion. So even going back again and just watching old old um, material, yeah, and seeing that, and just seeing him in the ring, and it's like, yeah, you can tell immature immaturity was there. Yeah, it's just he he's not ready. And you know, he like he was talking about how he found the claymore. He accidentally did it one day. He was supposed to do like a running boot. Well, he fucking fell or slipped or something, and then he then he did it again. He's like, oh, this is a good. But then he knocked himself out. He's in like, a match yeah, with Green and B and against somebody else, you know, probably the Shield. I don't know, but uh, so that so there, there's the rags of riches thing. There's also like redemption. Keith Lee was denied a few times by WWE and had to go back to the Indies, but like now he's here and he has so much like charisma and he's so elegant on the mic and he's such a big dude. He's like, but he talks like this. And he talks, speaks with big words. I guess they want to hear a guy, a big guy like that go, you know, like Braun, you know? Well, yeah, it's like, oh, big guy. Big right. athletic guy, you know, you know, do big, loud noise. It's like, mm-hmm. nah, I mean, let, let him shine. Let him be him and see where it goes. Because I think that's, and I get it, when you have a billion-dollar company, you want to take these investments and, and you know, make sure that it's doing what it's doing. But yeah. the thing is, sometimes you got to take, take a risk. Let them... Yeah, I was. I was. I was very on bar on on very big on the idea of putting Keith Lee in the hurt business. Yeah, like like put him with Lashley. Let him learn with MVP, who I've talked to on Instagram, by the way. Yeah, he he he's a yeah he's uh, talked with me a couple times. Yeah, he's a nice dude. Nice guy. Holy shit! Very nice guy. Very supportive of BJJ community. Obviously, yeah, because he he won his gold at a uh, Masters Worlds and yeah. uh, the brown belt. So yeah, yeah, that's a, when I reached. I was like, dude, he's a bad dude. I, I said, hey man, I awesome. Congrats. I saw. I said the same thing, and uh, he threw me the uh, the thing. You know, the jujitsu thing. You yeah. know. Um, so anyway, I told him. I said, hey man. I said, uh, you know. I said I'm. Bobby Lashley winning the WWE Championship was probably the best thing I've seen in years because now you're bringing historical significance to it because of being the month that we were in February, Black History Month. Yeah, that was great. And then you, not only that, he deserved it. Yeah, and that's it's a long time coming. Yeah, because I mean, before that, sure, you had The Rock. You had yeah, I mean the Rock, yeah. You had the Rock, and you had Kofi Kingston, which when Kofi won, I was super excited. Man. I I signed back up for WWE Network just yeah. for that WrestleMania because I, I was like, I was so big into Kofi Mania. I was like, right? if, if it doesn't happen, I'm out. But now they're pushing Big E the same way. I, I'm I'm I I'm on board. Me. I'm on board. I, that guy is hilarious. He's such a clown. He, he's yeah. charisma. Man, he has it. He does that thing where he's like. Yeah, and he does the clapping, and like he's so huge, you know, he's a big dude. Um, but you, and Xavier Woods is also really good. He's a super smart yeah. guy, you know. Yep. Um, I think the New Day, you know, it was time for them to kind of take a break anyway. Yeah. Um, much like I, you know, they, I think that that the Street Profits have taken that fun part of the tag team division now and have made it their own. I love yeah. them. I, I, I'm still trying to warm up to him a little bit. Oh, man. Montez Ford. Um, it, he makes me laugh. His facial expressions when he, yeah. when he sells a move, 
He's so like into it. He's like reminds me of the Rock because how the Rock used to sell moves. Mm-hmm. Like he sells moves that way. I need to. I need to. Just dig in more because like I don't dislike them. No, I, it, it's just one of those things where it's like you know when they come on, it's like eh. Like if I'm sitting here and I'm watching, I'll watch. But if if there's something else distracting me, yeah, I'll go get distracted. Well, but the, the gimmick they have is kind of silly with the cup and there's nothing in it. Clearly, and he's just yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's what are you insinuating that there's like some kind of uh, purple drink in there? Like, what's the deal? You know. And then I don't understand. I, I don't. I'm not. I'd like Montez Ford, but the the other guy. I'm like, what what are you bringing to the table? Like, I don't. You're like you're just this loud guy. Just like yeah, yeah, whatever you say. You know. I like looking at tag teams yeah. as a whole. Like. I, so I like looking at them as a whole, but then I also like looking at them because the first tag team that I latched onto as a kid oh, man. was the Rockers. Oh, mine was LOD. So, so I, so I didn't latch onto them, yeah. but I was very well aware of them. Mm. But I like the Rockers because I'm, I'm I've always been a Shawn Michaels fan. Yeah, from the very beginning. Yeah. So. I always look at tag teams in that picture where it's like, yeah. who's going to be the Shawn Michaels of this team? See, I came in with the Rockers era. They were already on that yeah. egg cusp of starting to break up. Like, so you're a little you're a little older than me. So yeah, like, yeah. I get like, I, I remember him kicking or kicking Marty Jannetty and throwing him through the barbershop. I mean, that's I, what that, I remember. Dude, I play that shit back at least once it's a year. A heartbreaker. It, it is. Now they remember why they call him the Heartbreak Kid. It's a heartbreaker for people with a heart. But for me, that was that moment where I was like, oh, shit, it's oh, here. Yeah. I was in. I was so in. I'm kind of glad he dropped the teardrop suplex as a finisher. Kind of with the sweet chin music. I, I'm glad. Yeah. That, was a, that, was the, that was a big break for him because so, that move was not – it's what Kurt Angle did eventually. You know? so, but, but that's the thing, though. you got to kind of fill it out and see what yeah. works. Um, I mean, the sweet chin music obviously stuck. Yeah, you know, now everybody does fucking super kicks. So that's the thing that fucking super kills me fuck with off. wrestling. As the young it, bucks, okay, they do the the thing where they they do the the super kick party, which is fun, I guess. You know, but, yeah, I guess. But then now Dolph Ziggler's using it as a fucking finisher, and you know what I mean? Like Dolph Ziggler, I like I like Dolph Ziggler. Don't get me wrong, I I think he's great. I think yeah. he's like one of the best heels, and you need to keep him that way because he's not a good baby face. Uh, no, but he's using use keep just the dude. Let him use the zigzag. The zigzag is a good sure. move. And I feel like at some point, you know, they were trying to push him kind of in that mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels direction too, with throwing him the super kick. He and was then, very similar. And then having Drew McIntyre there as the Diesel role. Yeah. And then playing that, yeah. and it just it, it seemed to have fallen apart. Well, but they the, picked up for uh, uh, Drew though, which yeah, you know well. good for him. Yeah, dude. Vince likes to stir up new old shit. Like, take yeah. a, a turd and polish it up. You know, like... He's got this thing for, like, his champions always have to be big guys. Right. They always have to be monsters. And his black tag team people are always, like, the most... Like, yeah, it's like, gotta be a stereotype. It's so... Like, crime time. Come on. Like, <laughs> I like JTG, and I like... I, used to, I, liked, I liked crime time. But, like, why is the New Day very similar to the Street Profits? Like, you know what I mean? They're not selling throwing pancakes out, but like the yeah, gimmick is it, it's the same. I mean, it's always with getting money and like church, like, uh, like when the new day first came out, it was like them singing along to a chorus of a black church like choir. It's like, what, what, what are we doing? I think Vince just looks at like, look, I'm a billionaire, 
Like, fuck. I'll do whatever the fuck I, I want. And people are like, oh my god, you're so racist. Like, yeah, I know, right? Fuck, but it works. Make it rain, bitch. Yeah, no, fuck. <laughs> He's like, you know what? They're like, uh, what? Like, so, like, the Universal Championship came into fruition, and, like, before that was the World Championship, big gold belt. Yeah. And, yeah. like, they put that belt on, that belt was, like, second tier. It became, yeah. like, they put it on Mark Henry. I'm like, man, Mark Henry deserved to be WWE champion. So there was um, back when they initially started doing the the brand split. Yeah, they wanted to do the um, IC title as the second belt, and it was supposed to go to Triple H. Yeah, and he refused he refused to take it because he felt like they was taking a step down. Uh, that's 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 bullshit. Because the not the IC title is. Like, out of history exactly it's very prestigious well and that's the thing and it's it, like and now you you see it, it's there there's kind of a different spin on it now because you see former you know heavyweight champs yeah. dropping back down to take that belt right and it is yeah several times jericho several times yeah you know. yeah and and the thing is you know i looking at that you know when they started that and that was the ideal i was like that's that's fine you know yeah. split that you know split those those are the two top belts at the yeah. time yeah and Triple H was like, "Fuck that! I don't want that belt." Like, yeah, that's like, kind of you, but, I mean, you kind of shit on the the, yeah. the legacy of that. But even like now, the United States title has like some kind of legitimacy too, because Bobby Lashley made it legit. Yeah, yeah, like he was defending it every week, and he it's beautiful. They re, they redesigned it. They finally redesigned. Well, I wasn't really okay with the redesign of the Intercontinental no, title. It's not like, at all. It looked like they were trying to appease. Shinsuke Nakamura or something like because it looked very like a Japanese style art of it going on and then I was like okay maybe that's just like a personalized belt for Shinsuke yeah you know? well because they, they were doing that with the world title yeah. at one point and it was like okay that's fine right. but if you're gonna do that you know do that don't make it this and then leave it that I don't like the universal title I think um, it's a stupid name it no, doesn't make I sense agree. what's like world universal so now so now you're saying the universal champion means more to the WWE championship like what are you saying? So why don't you know? Why don't they just do what the women's title are? Raw and SmackDown. Champions. That's what I said. The Raw, the women's Raw SmackDown or Raw Women's Championship, women's SmackDown title, men's. You don't even say yeah. men's. Just say SmackDown title. You know this and that Raw yeah. title. Like the Universal Championship. Like what the fuck does that even mean? Vince was snorting coke and just like. But That's they a don't good even idea. for the NXT. They don't even say like. The, the w, they say WWE Championship. They don't even call it the World Championship anymore. They call it the WWE title, the NXT title, and then the Universal Championship. Like, what's that? It, I don't know. As a viewer, for me, the Universal title is is a rung down in my book. I right. don't know. You know, I'm not in the business, so I don't know what it means to Roman. I don't know what it means to... And I understand why the Intercontinental title is... In recent years, it has was supposed to be the second belt because think about that word intercontinental means all yeah. continents yeah. on this planet. Well, even when you go back to the um, NWA WCW days, yeah. you know they had you know the heavyweight title, yeah. the United States title, the TV title, TV title, and you know, I, I, dude, I love the TV title. Like I just love seeing those matches where you had I like broke my heart because I saw William Regal throw it in the trash. Uh, well, there, there's a history of just throwing belts in the trash, though. So. Yeah, but the, but that that was the sig, sig, the signified that we're done with this, and you never saw it on TV again. 
then they had, I remember WCW had the international championship because the, they were breaking off from the uh, NWA at the time. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they, they used the big gold belt as the international championship, and the other belt was, um, the NWA belt was the world, the whatever. Yeah, yeah. The one that Nick Nick uh, Aldis is holding right now. Yes. So, um, which I sometimes watch NWA Power, and I want to fucking put my head through a table. Like, it, it's just like, it's so... It's, they're trying so hard to be like the, the the 80s with that style of interviews where they, the ring is fucking two feet from, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it, there's a weird nostalgia. So even going back and watching wrestling now, when I watch wrestling current and then I try to go back and watch some older matches on um, WWE Network yeah. and I always have this thing in mind. It's like, remember where this all came from? It's just, you know... You know, a bunch of dudes that just say, you know, let's get out there and beat each other up, right. whether it's scripted or not. Right. You know, we're going to do this. And really, the, you know, because the, the uh, territories, you right. know, it wasn't like, you know, WWE made it what it is. But, I mean, again, you had Ohio Valley. You, you had, had Ohio um, Valley. You, you know, have ECW AWA. Uh, for um, the East Coast, specifically Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, AWA. AWA was one. You had WCCW, which is in Texas. Yep. yep. Um, NWA owned a lot of territories yeah. too in itself, and then there was the, the Stampede in Canada, mm-hmm. um, where Bret Hart came from. Like, you're, you then Vince decided, yeah, I'm going to make this national. Yep. And take away. I mean, I think the death of the territories kind of needed to happen if you wanted to take it more seriously as a product yeah. and merchandise. And then they made it into sports entertainment. And unfortunately, when you when you have the pro of making it international and making it entertainment. You take away from the actual art itself, which is wrestling, yeah. pro wrestling, which was dated back to catch wrestling with Lou Gotch and, and all those guys. But also, like it was back in the carnivals, um, in the in the days so, of you know, well, you know, Lou Gotch or I'm sorry, yeah, Lou Gotch and Luth, I'm sorry, Luthez and Gotch, um, and then you know, Gene LaBelle, all those guys. They were they were putting they were putting all together, and we forgot about that aspect of it. It was more like. <laughs> You can't, we don't call them fans anymore. We call them the universe. And we can't call them wrestlers anymore. We call them superstars. AWA was like, you can take that and suck my dick with it. Oh, and, and like you said, there was a point where the territories had to kind of, you know, fade because yeah. just for the sport to grow in itself. Sure. And, you know, NWA, um, you know, WWF, yeah. um, AWA, you know, those are those are the big ones. Yeah. Those are the major ones. And then, you know, everything started to kind of fold into those, specifically WWF and then um, NWA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a- as time went on, you know, in the 90s, the late 80s into the 90s hit, mm-hmm. WWF was the show. And, like, the, and even in the 80s. They were the show. No one was touching them because the rock and wrestling thing happened. Yeah, yeah. Hulkamania yeah. happened. That was an unstoppable machine. Yeah. And so, billionaire Ted decided, all right, I think I want to get in the wrestling business. And he got with you know Eric Bischoff. The rest is history. But like, the I think to me, this is how businesses work in the real world. Competition drives yeah. you to be better. And when before so it was just TNA. And ROH before AOW showed up, they weren't really a threat. TNA yeah. tried, but they were sure. okay for a while. 
They, they were on TV. They made some. Yeah, they had a show. They, they were made on, some moves. They made some noise. They had guys like fun. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Sting, uh, Kurt Angle, uh, and whatever. And but they 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 weren't. It wasn't. It was the money wasn't there because Dixie Carter kind of like and you know fucked around with the, uh, the money. She didn't really take it seriously. Anyway, that's that's the style we had. So there was no competition. And competition in every business drives drives you to be better. And then when now AW is like, maybe this is good for WWE because they have to be better because AW's on TNT now. Well, that's what happened with WCW. Like, because when when Hogan, uh, Macho Man, when Kevin and that, or Kevin and Nash, uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, the outsiders, yeah. you know, when they all like jumped ship and went over to WCW, yeah. WWE's numbers were just fumbling down. And My favorite thing Kevin Nash said, like, this is where the big boys play with each other. Is that what it is? We ain't here to play. Like, you know, when they went over there, they they made that shit, you know, it was like, oh shit, I gotta go watch WCW. And mm-hmm. for a very long time, I didn't know what was going on in WWF at the time. I didn't know what was going on because I didn't care. They had me so convinced, like, when that whole thing t- took over. Yeah, yeah. When I was sitting there watching... It was Shane, uh, 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 whoever, it doesn't matter. Like, I seen Scott, I saw Razor Ramon come down in the crowd. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. hey, man, what the what the fuck is this? You know, and I'm like, I didn't, I mean, being like 12 years old at the time, I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And like, I'm doing the, what Larry Sabisco was saying. Like, what the hell? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, wait, 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 you're not supposed to be here. He's like, what the yeah. hell is he doing here? And I was just like, yeah, well, that's Razor fucking Ramon. Uh, but like, the serious of that was was good because, but where they like again with coming back full circle where we started talking where they fucked up is they just got all these has beens already because yeah. Hogan had his time in the sun, yeah. you know like maybe not D, so much Diesel and Ramon because like because they were still kind of they younger. were on the rise they were on the rise but they had done their thing and they were known they were but they also were they made them in charge of fucking booking wrong idea so yeah problem <laughs> you don't make. What did Dusty Rhodes say? He said, "You don't, you don't, you never let the inmates run the asylum, Daddy." That's what that's what he said. You know, you don't ever let them run the asylum, and that's what happened. But that 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 right there, that's where their downfall started because all these old guys started booking themselves and mm-hmm. pushing guys like Eddie Guerrero and yep. Chavo and uh, Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman. They they're pushing all these guys out, and they're like, well, "Fuck you!" And they're like, "All right, well, we'll go to the WWE then." And that's what they did. Yeah. I mean, and you know, honestly, when you know, you saw that that pull come over yeah. and you start seeing like the the used to be big names in yeah. WWF and you know, the bigger guys. Yeah. And then you see your smaller guys like again, Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Perry Saturn. Yeah, they were Raven. pushing all the luchadors and they were pushing all like the uh you know, the guys from Japan too, like uh was it Justin Thunder Liger? Yeah. Came yeah. over, Ultimo Dragon mm-hmm. uh, came over uh, even was it um, Antonio Inoki? Like yeah. those guys were all coming over to do some stuff. We're working with WCW, and then, but this is before the mid '90s. This is before the yeah. They, they, and then once that started happening, they're like, "Fuck no, the NWO, we're for life," and they meant that because they're like, "We're putting all our buddies on that, the, that we're giving chances that Vince didn't give us." Well, it's like we got poor fucking psychosis over here, or fucking. Um, What's the guy's name? Uh, Hoobitude Guerrero. Yeah, I was just thinking, I was like, Hoobie, what the fuck is Hoobie's his name? Hoobie's fucking doing 450 splashes and landing on tables, and everybody's like, yeah! But they want to see Kevin Nash do a fucking powerbomb we've seen a million times. 
and, you know? and I mean, you know, that's the the sad part about WCW and how that all went down is that, you know, you're looking at it as like, okay, well, what what was really, you know, their downfall? What was the cause or the end of it all? And then you start, you know, as you're breaking it down here, you know, you start really looking back and it's like, yeah, it's, you know, those cats came over and said, well, you know what, let us go ahead and like, you know, you know, get our moment. And then while you're getting your moment, mm-hmm. you're saying, you know, we didn't get our shine over there in WWF. Yeah, yeah well, you're taking your, the shine from these guys over here yeah. now who have earned it. Right. The same guys that you were bitching about in the mid, the click was bitching about in the early to mid 90s, like Hogan and Savage. They're doing the same thing and went and just did it with them. Yeah. And then like, so you pushed Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho out to ECW, mm-hmm. you know, and Perry Saturn and and. and fucking raven yeah uh back to ecw and now they're 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 shining and then wwe's like look at these guys yeah yeah i mean vince yeah. you know he's always like okay well look they kick these guys out well let's go ahead and scoop them up and yeah. you know we bring them over here we're gonna make uncle eddie a fucking champion yeah. because he fucking deserves it sometimes like when you a company will take advantage of the other company's mistakes and pick up their employees that were undervalued and that happens in a lot of companies, yeah. you know, it, not just in, in business in general. Like they'll pick up even in like fuck. If you're a cashier at Walmart, doesn't matter. You go to Target, they're like, oh shit, you did this. Hey man, come be this over here. Yeah. So they grab them and they're like, and so thank God for Eddie and Ray and the rest. They went, they went to, uh, they went to ECW and went to Olympic because they, thank God for Kevin Nash pushing them out and all those guys. Then you had yeah. fucking ass, the ass clown, you know, uh, Double J, you know. Yeah. That, guy's a, that guy is a clown. Knows nothing. Um, just with all of that, with uh, Double J, just like, there was so a period bad. there with WCW where you didn't know who was coming who was going. Yeah. It was just, just at this point, it's just like, there's this match. There, there was, sometimes there's a title match that made no sense. Oh, you mean David did. Arquette winning the fucking championship and then having Christ, the fucking yeah. the, the, the taser on a pole match yeah it was yeah just dumb shit like that and it's like at that point it's like all right who the fuck is doing is this vince russo doing this yeah. now or is this now you know you know kevin ash back there telling vince russo hey maybe this is a good idea i don't think that's a good idea what well, we're gonna make it happen we missed the fucking opportunity because oh. wcw folded okay and then so like it, it worked out for good like people like it worked out for rick flair it worked out for Booker T. Yeah, I was just thinking Booker T. Booker T. Yeah. But it also it didn't like Sting was like so just like just connected from the WWE that he was like I'm just either not gonna wrestle again and then TNA happened he went there but like he we missed an opportunity for him us to see him and the Undertaker he said that if I can go back I probably would have maybe signed for a couple of years earlier than I did and do the match with the Taker, Undertaker. He's like, what, you know, it is what it is. But like, getting back to the, the WCW, the vibe and with the AEW comparison. So you can't make that comparison now because AEW is not doing those mistakes because again, they're pulling from Japan. They're they're partnering with TNA, yeah. with yeah. Impact Wrestling. That's crazy. Well, and that's the thing though too, you know, again, you look at WWF or WWE, and they're like, well, we want to stay inclusive. Right. They're basically UFC. We don't want to uh, uh, co co brand with anybody. No cross promoting. Yeah. No nothing. And you know, meanwhile, you got the other companies saying, well, fuck you, we'll do it. And right. watch, you know, and 
it, it doesn't even matter how much they're making from it. It's like how much the fans are enjoying it, how much you know, how much the, the you know the performers are enjoying it. Yeah. And then with all of that, that's where your money comes into it. You right. know, it's a it's a competition thing. But like sometimes you want to you think these what AW and, and Impact are they're promoting not just their both their brands, but the sport itself. Yeah. Like say for instance, like for you you and I, jujitsu. There's gyms who will not work with other gyms. Yeah. There are gyms who are open to working with all gyms or some. But the reason is fine, and I I agree and I I understand why that happens and why you feel that way because of competition, but also if you're actually really invested in promoting the brand of jiu-jitsu outside of your own individual brand, and you're interested in this, not, I'm going to say religion, that's weird, but like you say this like brand, this martial art, yeah. you want to promote that because you think it could be bigger and better than it is now, right? So why wouldn't you not want to work with other gyms and grow in the area that you're at? It's the same thing with pro wrestling. It's like, why not, WWE will never work with any one of those because Vince no. McMahon is convinced that like he should be the only one on the fucking planet with a, with a promotion that's horseshit. Uh, but like see, the Impact in in AW because Billy Corgan runs yeah. the Impact Wrestling and, and Tony Khan is a businessman. Both of those guys are very smart guys. They said, "Hey, well, let, let's combine forces and try to take out Vince. Fuck it." Okay. Well, so here's a question: When Vince does eventually uh-huh. kick off? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm going to CM Punk pipe bomb, pipe bomb. <laughs> but and you know it's probably Stephanie and Triple H. You know, picking up, you know, Shane in there somewhere. Do you think they would be open oh, yeah. to the idea of I think the, not only that, the, the the product will get better. They will fire all the writers. Okay, that's a stretch. Not all of them, but I they'll think tighten up the you don't staff. get rid of Bruce Pritchard. No, no, no. He's a, he's a fucking genius. Like, yeah. Uh, you don't get rid of Bruce Pritchard. You... You let the pro, like the wrestlers, like it was in the 80s and 90s, stop writing their lines. This isn't Hollywood. Let them be themselves. Because I remember being a kid, the Attitude Era would have never happened if Vince would have said, no, everything I has to be approved. And this, imagine the Stone Cold Steve Austin promo never happening. The Austin Jesus Christ, promo. Yeah. Remember, imagine The Rock. Yeah, The Rock and him, him never uh, saying, you know, Rudy Pooh, candy ass, whatever. Or uh, who was I'm trying to think else in the, in the 90s who was so good at, on the mic, like, you know, um, Triple H. Me, I am the damn game. You know, like, you would have never heard that. So there was something, though, because kind of, you know, at the same time that, you know, those stars were breaking out mm-hmm. and, and just, kind of, you know, breaking script, WCW was doing that as well, but on a more crew level where it's like, okay, you pushed it to a point where, like, when The Rock was getting booed and he goes, why don't you all just shut the hell up? Yeah, then you really couldn't have done that anywhere like, that any worked. Point time. It worked. But then WCW... I remember there a couple times on um, fucking TNT, uh, Kevin Nash said bullshit and, and, and fuck. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay. They do it on AEW. Like, you're pushing it, you know, and you're trying to force it. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, over here, yeah. you know, there are no barriers. We curse over here. And it's like, 
Okay, I mean, it, it feels forced. It does feel forced, <laughs> but, that, but AEW does it, but it doesn't seem forced because you got guys who are known for running their, and cussing, so, like and, Jericho. And there, there's a difference there, though. Like you said, they're known for it. That's, yeah. that's part of personality, whereas with um, Kevin Nash doing it, it's like, yeah. okay, you're doing it for the sake of doing it because Race. there's a camera there. Yeah, Whereas yeah. when, you know, Stone Cold did his uh, 316 promo, you can tell that was from the heart. You're that trying was to keep moment. up with the attitude error. Yeah. And you can't, you need to stop and be your own thing because mm -hmm. I don't want to watch two WWE programs. I want to watch Nitro and I want to watch, yeah. I want to watch, you know, uh, fucking Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Raw is war. I don't give a shit like how you present it. I just want to be entertaining. And like, like again, where WCW fucked up in that area, also, it wasn't the, the promos weren't very good because the wrestlers, you, you remember, I said they got all these wrestlers from like the old guys from the 80s. Yeah. Ask, do you remember any, like, aside of Randy Savage, do you remember any of the promos being really good? From the 80s? Yeah. Like, being like, holy fuck, that was awesome. They've got the gift of gab. Because Hogan was just like, what you gonna do no, with the Hogan, prayers and the vitamins and the shit? And you're like, Hogan Warrior, was, very, Warrior very, was saying crazy fucking things that didn't make any sense. Rowdy Piper might have been the closest. Rowdy and, and I think Rowdy and Macho Man. Yeah, those are the two that stand out. Everyone else, it was pretty much like, I don't, you know, name, please don't ever talk. I can't name one Hogan promo in WWE where I'm like, oh, that stands out. The only pro no. Hogan promo that stood out to me when he did... The in '96 Bash of the Beach, where he's like, they call us the New World Order of Organization, New World Order of Wrestling, brother. And like, I remember that one, but yeah. Yeah, everybody remembers Macho Man's Queen of the Corrupt, yeah, like you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Macho Man just he was just that dude, just like you tune in for him, dude. You wanted to see that dude. Everybody's like, he's on cocaine. No, that's yeah, just who that's the him. fuck he was. Like, that's that's Macho Man. That's, that's not... That know. wasn't even a character. Like, he was... That's just... That was Randall Pofo. Like, um, that was who he was as a person. You know, when, when you have that that power, though, yeah. it's like, run with it. Don't yeah. lose it. You know, when you look back at any of the guys from the 80s, it's like trying to even think. Like, who had anything to say? No. Like, and I think, not. honestly, you know, there was a point in the 80s with all of that where it was like, wait... Are we supposed to be talking? Yeah, like, yeah. And it, was, to have a it was cartoonish. Yeah. It was like, oh, like, yo, Sammy Slam, I'm going to get you, guy. I'm going to beat you. Like, Macho Man came on, and he's, like, doing the weird. No one was doing these, like, hand movements. Yeah. And he was doing the thing with the big elbow. Yeah. And, like, he was, like, like you know, basically, basically uh, mentally abusing Elizabeth in, in front of us. But... Today's standards. It was the eighties. I mean, it was right. okay then. Elizabeth, will you marry me? Uh, like I remember that, but like Macho Man's like promo stood out, and you can remember like four or five of them, uh, where he's like, Mean Gene's looking at him like Jesus Christ, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. But Roddy Piper too is one of those guys when he's just like you're you're throwing stones at a guy that's armed with you know uh, whatever a machine gun like. I'm like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Wow. That's but that funny. was also the thing with Roddy Piper, though, too. You, you get to a point with him where, you know, his in-ring, you know, movements, you know, they were fine for it what they so were. Wild, but, you know, you get him on the mic, and, oh, and, yeah. and that's where the money was. Right. He knew that, like, he wasn't, like, the most technically proficient wrestler. You know, and I think he, he I think he may have knew that, but he was so entertaining because he was so fired up yeah. all the time. And, like, yeah, it might have been steroids or, you know, fucking cocaine yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but sure, that. okay, fine. Um, but, like, my favorite thing when he was, like, he said, 
just when you thought you had the answers, I changed the yeah. question. God, I love that. Like, yeah, that I say that all the time. Like, I think one of the great things about Roddy Piper too, with like being, you know, quote unquote uncontrolled, it was yeah. it, it was uncontrolled from our eyes, but very controlled. And and if it if it wasn't controlled, then he had a very good way of yeah. of steering that vehicle because yeah. he would go off the handle. But he was always in a lane but, that worked. But WCW did get it right with guys like Ric Flair. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can. There's so many Ric Flair promos that you. There's you know, I can't even. There's so many countless. Ones. So I think Ric Flair, if anyone, is the king of you know the mic. He's the hundred percent king. I think if I have to put it in a in a in a in, a, in an area of Mount Rushmore of horrors, like talking, you have to say Ric Flair. Yeah. You have to say The Rock. You have to say I, you would have to say Macho Man Randy Savage, um, and and then so, there's another one, CM Punk. Like I okay. put CM Punk up there oh, okay. because the guy that pipe bomb was amazing. So, um, kind of switching switch gears, but staying in the same lane. Mm-hmm. Um, just as we're leading up into WrestleMania, mm-hmm. all, all off the mic, <laughs> um, like leading up. Um, just kind of going into WrestleMania. I don't even want to talk about the current WrestleMania because I don't know. I don't even think there's a card yeah. yet. Um, but talking about WrestleMania just passed. Okay. What was the first WrestleMania you recall watching? Man. So it was WrestleMania. Um, I have to I have to go back. It's like I don't remember the numbers. And I got to remember the match. Okay. Yeah. Um first Wrestlemania I watched as a kid oh, was uh, the um, the Ultimate Challenge. Okay. I feel like that was... F- 1990. Four. Ultimate Warrior versus mm. Hulk Hogan. Okay, that was five. That was, yeah, that it was, was Wrestlemania five. Um, and he it was for the Intercontinental title and the World title. And yep. that was my moment where you're so torn between two guys. One was, you know, the unstoppable force and the unmovable object or whatever. Two good guys, two faces, two baby faces going at it. And you're like, I don't know what to, who to, you're torn. And it was one of those first things where I'm like, God, who do I really go for? Yeah. Yeah. If I had knew what I did now, it's like, well, probably Hogan because Hogan Warrior was kind of a piece of shit. Um, But, you know, like he was kind of a a shit worker. Um, He didn't show Mm -hmm. up. He no-showed. He was kind of a selfish prick. Hogan is too, but like, you know, there's some degree, there's a degree when you get that level of greatness like Hulk Hogan, you're able to be a certain level. Hogan, yeah, he was that, but he was allowed to be that because, I mean... He was John Cena, or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, like, I mean, well, John Cena's him. I mean, you know, it's like, basically, Hogan was there first, you yeah, know, yeah, everyone, everyone's yeah. kind of following that trail, but, I mean... You know, like you said, you know, when wrestling and rock and roll merge, you know, you got, you know, Hulkamania going crazy. You know, he's a superstar. He, he can kind of be a bit of a shitbag. He's a prima donna. He was, yeah. a, he was a, a diva, if, if yeah. they call him now. Like, he was a diva. But he kind of earned it because yeah. When, yeah. In early in his career, he was a, 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 a heel in AWA. Mm-hmm. He was with, uh, what's his name? Mm, the man, Freddie Blassie. Um, oh, classy Freddie Blassie. Classy Freddie Blassie. Uh, and then he... <laughs> Was feuding with Andre the Giant a lot, and like he didn't, he got the shit beat out of him by Andre the Giant all the time, you know, because Andre the Giant just do whatever, do whatever fucking wanted in the ring. Um, I mean, because like you, you think about it, Andre's like twice, like three of you, and he can just beat the hell out of you if he wanted. Mm-hmm. But um, that, like, so like that, like Hogan, and like that, 
kind of style. Like, that was like, and then you had the changing of the guard. The ultimate warrior was the face paint and the, you know, the high energy. He looked like a fucking 80s metal singer and, you know, he was bodied up, juice to the gills. But, you know, you, you had this, like, dichotomy of, like, okay, which baby face is better? Yeah. And I don't really remember the rest of the matches. Because I, I was like six. Macho you know, Man was on that because he was. Was it? He was essentially the co-main event. Was it him and D, was it him and DiBiase for the championship? Mm. Because wasn't that the point where like uh, Andre had gotten this, this title stripped from him, and then there was the thing that happened. So that was WrestleMania four. Okay, that, that was that. the year before. Correct. Okay, that was the year because I know it in, should should in, have been four. in ninety two. Ric Flair won it by the with the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and he was like, with a tear in my eye. Uh, that was the best. I um, just posted that. Mister Perfect and per- um, Weasel behind him. Um, yeah, shitty podcasting here as I'm looking up. If, uh, if but no, if you, if you if you if you I can probably if you you uh, jaw my memory, I'll remember because I just know that was the main event. Yeah, that's all I'm looking for is the main events. Like honestly. Wrestling in recent years, I want to say when I say recent years, like the last twenty years, yeah. like the other matches matter, but like mm-hmm. the first, I want to say first ten WrestleManias, the other matches didn't really matter. You know, my favorite, my favorite WrestleMania is WrestleMania seventeen. That was the Rock Stone versus Hogan. Rock. No, oh, no, it was the Rock versus Hogan. Think it was eighteen. No, well, okay, so what? Two thousand two. It was the Rock versus Hogan. Uh, it was that was my favorite thing. Um, I I was excited for that one. Yeah, because you got you know because it was it's generations you know yeah. two different generations. The young lion versus yeah. the old wolf, you know the the old lion, you know this is it was crazy. Uh, but that was kind of the thing with um, Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior to a small extent, because Hogan was he was still the, you know the it thing, but yeah. now you have this new generation coming about. Yeah, with the Ultimate Warrior growing up the ranks, but not. Like the warrior was nothing compared to what the rocks vehicle. No, was no, not all. even close. It wasn't even was a Hogan called Warrior in his book Flash and Pan. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, in a, in a, in a sense, he was. And I, I, I dug the nostalgia right before he died that he got inducted in the Hall of Fame. That's cool, you know. I, because I, what his wife has done for charity and the Warrior Foundation. I mean, I think that probably pushed it over the edge. Um, at age ten. Yeah. Who's your favorite wrestler? At age 10? So yeah. that was 1992. Fuck. I'm so fucking stupid with my... Because uh, I was born in the tail end of 83. So, uh, okay. so 1993. So it's age 10, 1993. That was 1990. Uh, fuck. 94? Yeah. 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 So for me, 1994. Um, that My favorite wrestler at the time was definitely... I'm trying to think. Because who was... Ch- probably Diesel. It was probably Diesel. Mm-hmm. And on, in the WW, in WCW, Sting. Sting, yeah. Sting. Shawn Michaels was has always been a favorite of mine from yeah. early, early on, but Sting was my other favorite. I didn't like more Shawn more until he it was more DX. Like, mm. you know, I, I, still, I liked that, that fucking kindergarten character that he was playing, basically. Like, the, when they went to DX... It was it, that was it for me. It was like, oh, this is the greatest thing. Dude, yeah, ever. Like, we will never say shit, fuck, damn, ass, dick, or whatever it was. And yeah. at the at the press conf, fake press conference they had. Um, 
I don't know, it just when I look back on it, like, because again, going back, you know, watching, you know, WWE Network, yeah. you know, I, I wish all the other promotions, you know, well, for what they have for the moment, you know, had mm-hmm. something. Some, I mean, hell, even for MMA, I wish Bellator had like a fight pass because I want to go back and watch some fucking, I just like watching like I wish the UFC people like I wish the UFC would you would WWE their their presentation more in fights. You know what I mean? Like the 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 the, the state like the the entrance themes and like because Bellator in one does it. One does well, one? but that's over in Asia though, yeah, so that's a whole what? different vehicle. But, yeah, it's a whole different people, but also they are one is more popular in Asia than the UFC is popular over here. Yeah, I mean, and that's well, because they 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 have thousands of years of martial arts. You know? Well, you come back also with that, and then you know when it comes to the entertainment aspect of Pride, Dream, yes. you know stuff like that. I remember early on, I want to say, you know, when Ultimate Fighter um, happened, that's when I got back into MMA. Yeah, and I was on um, Sure Dog, and I would go on the forums, and all you would hear are these fucking cunts. Just whining and complaining about the UFC's fucking fight posters not being anything like Pride's and not being like creative. It's like, who fucking cares, dude? Yeah. Like, I don't care about the fucking posters. It's two guys in their fucking underwear fighting in a cage. Like, yeah. We really, like, like, what, like, what are we doing as, like, a, as a society? Like, what's your issue? Like, oh, okay, like their, their promo poster wasn't pretty enough? Fuck all the way off. But the thing is, like, I, this is where I fought Dana White and I, the UFC is like, they don't promote the individual fighters enough they yeah. promote the fight and it's yeah. up to the fighters to promote themselves cool i get it but like that's the thing they need for fighters to do that i think they need a little bit of a bump and the wwe is really good at that because so, to them their fighters are the brand well yeah i mean that and, and there's a you know charm to that too understanding that mm-hmm. we need to we need to give you the tools to shine yeah basically yeah because um, if you don't shine our product doesn't work right we, so. we lose money we lose merchandise there's no merchandise sales no one's watching ratings drop all this shit so wrestlemania 4 at least on the cover it's a four-hour spectacular yeah God, um, what's like that now hogan and andre the giant it looked uh, no there's a tournament for the, the heavyweight title. That's what it was. And Macho Man won. Okay. He beat DiBiase in the finals, right? I think it was DiBiase. Yeah, yep, yep. He beat DiBiase in the finals, and he was, that was the first, that was when the Mega Powers uh, yep. started. Then they imploded, what, a year later? Yep. Because, yeah, it yeah, uh, looks like here, WrestleMania Five is yeah. when they had their showdown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mega powers explode. <laughs> yeah. Mega powers explode. When they did the big handshake and they couldn't really shake hands and they were like, you know, they were like, you know, Hogan was talking about maybe we'll take over the Megasphere or whatever the fuck it was. But uh, yeah, this was six was the next year. Right? That was that was um, poor, that was so Warrior Hogan, right? Let's see here. Yeah, that yeah it had to have been six. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Definitely, because what? Your WrestleMania 1 was 1984. So six years after that, it's 90. So that's WrestleMania so, Yeah, it looks like this is Warrior and Hogan for six. Yes. Yes. It was it. The, the, it was the ultimate challenge. Yep, and that was uh, 1990. Yeah. So, so on the card... Ah, shit. I remember watching uh, WrestleMania... 11 was it when Bam Bam Bigelow versus uh, Lawrence Taylor? Mm-hmm. Yep, that was, yep, yep. That was fucking cool. And, and 
I do like that with WWE, WWF, whichever or. Mm-hmm. It just recently took for me to say, start saying WWE, because I was like, fuck yeah, that. Yeah, it's it always going to be WWF. But, I, you know, I've accepted it. But um, that's one thing I always embrace about them doing, you know, the big spectacle with WrestleMania is, you know, having the celebrities to it. Like with UFC, a question that I asked recently was when the main cards are on, or even the, you know, the fucking cards on, you know, the weekly ESPN shits now. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you feel about tweets during the fights from celebrities? It's such a, it's such an obvious thing of what they're doing. Like, I get tweets from the fighters, like other fighters. Yeah, yeah. You know, like talking shit or like praising or whatever. But you got like fucking Doja Cat. It's like, do we really want to know what Doja Cat has to say about Aljamain Sterling's stand-up? You know yeah. what I mean? Do we really need to know about what Cardi B thinks about, you know, fucking John Jones's cock? Like, or whatever it is. Oh, these guys can scrap. Look at them. Oh, yeah. Like, it was like, who did I see? Some dude that had no interest, like, no business. Was it fucking Bruce Springsteen? Like, I, like, shouldn't he be, like, kidnapping small children from a fucking African country or whatever it is and selling them on the black market or whatever it is, like, these people do? You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't know what these people do. They're like, yeah, fucking... Chuck Liddell, yeah, what a great knockout! It's like Chuck Liddell. Yeah. Chuck Liddell's sitting next to you, fuck. Yeah, you know, it's like I don't fucking know, dude. Um, because because looking at WWE and you know having a celebrity presence there, it always worked. Mm-hmm. It, but I mean, again, sports entertainment. Yeah. So you add, you know, you know, movie stars, rock star. Right. You got Ray Charles, you know, showing up. Jenny McCarthy, Carmen Electra. Yeah. You know, shit like that going on. Kid Rock. See that. It, that's that's something you couldn't control because back then there's like that's what rock like again rock and wrestling the WWF at the time was built on that like yeah the the on the back of like celebrity success because WrestleMania was the Super Bowl of wrestling and yeah. WrestleMania one started all that and brought all the celebrities in who now sometimes interact because I remember that was a couple of years ago it was like the dudes from Saturday Night Live were interacting yeah, yeah. Uh, like Michael Che and Colin Jost mm-hmm. uh, so they were in it and then there was like what uh, J- uh, John Stewart was involved like yeah this has been a part of the for the last 35 40 years has been part of WWE's MO and the UFC kind of is doing that like it's they're using tweets because we and we know those people don't watch UFC yeah. like it's like when Meryl Streep said mixed martial arts are not the arts those type of people are the ones tweeting yeah go fucking Amanda Nunes or whatever yeah she did that thing or whatever she did the kick <laughs> yeah she did the, the kick and so like but it's different because those people that watch that are at like Chris Pratt or Matthew McConaughey or who, who have kids are actually watching the product you know they're 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 engaged. They probably put mer- money into the merchandise for their kids. It's like for that, we know that they're engaged. So that's a little bit of a staunch difference. Yeah. Well, and there was always that point where you watch an OUFC event and you see the celebrities in the crowd. And that yeah. was more of a thing for me to understand sure. versus seeing oh let's see some tweets. It's like are are they even like it became a thing where. You know, with boxing, it was always right. who's in the main event, who's in the main event, who's in the main event. Then right. UFC became this thing because, you know, I always talk about, you know, I've talked about it on here a few times where, you know, and it comes up on my Facebook, uh, you know, history, you yeah. know, whatever the fuck thing, you know, I just saw the other night talking about, you know, UFC card, you yeah. know, main event coming up, you know, crickets. No one, you know, wants Oh, to. dude, I get, yeah, I get that too. Um, but and, I make one Facebook post about Dr. Seuss 
and wet ass pussy and people get mad. Um, but the, you know, the thing is, you know, looking at that back then, you know, 12 years right. ago, it's like, okay, nobody cared. Yeah. But you know, if I put up something now about it, everybody's got an opinion. You know, because again, it's on ESPN, right? Um, and and I get it. You know, the product has grown. But you saw that coming, though. Yeah, and, you saw it coming. We all did. Yeah, and it was that. You know, and like I, you know, we were talking about before um, we started recording. I was was not looking forward to it. Yeah, because we knew fuckheads like Stephen A. Smith would say like, you know, I don't believe that what women should fight or whatever it is. It's like, okay, well, that's your opinion, but it's not really yours because you're just saying that to, to fucking piss people off and get ratings. And yeah. you have Joe Rogan looking at you like you have a dick growing out of your forehead. You know. I mean, and, and that's the thing, you know, as it's been said with Stephen A, you know, he's, you, you know, used to talking shit about other sports. So then it's like when you come in and talk shit about MMA, it's like... not much about them either. Well, yeah, well there, there, I remember a few years back there was that shit going on where he was talking about he was, you know, he specifically talked to this player or that player. And they're like, I have never spoken to that man a day in my life. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, hmm, settle down I there, mean, Stephen I mean, having to talk with uh, Carmelo Anthony. It's like, why? Melo's like, like, like no, nah, nah, I don't know what the fuck. Like uh, he did that thing with he would he's a thick. What he likes to do is he picks on a certain team. He like so my team's Dallas the Cowboys, right? So he has managed to make an entire thing about hating the Dallas Cowboys. Like yeah. it's like it's so clear what you're doing, and then but I get it why he acts this way because fucking skip bayless for the longest time as a cowboys fan too and he's a moron so like i think all those um you know you know there's the political talking heads but there's also the sports dude, talking heads they're, the, they're probably i mean they're one of the same to me yeah they're yeah. the same they're, they're all the same shit. thing you're dumb you don't have a real opinion you were told handed a script and said here say this well, i was talking to my buddy you know we're like i wonder what goes on behind the scenes because like what if they both agree Right. You know, they flip a coin and say, okay, well, you, you got to take the opposite. Because, you know, like, my buddy, we, you know, we're going to sit and talk about an ideal for a show, and I don't want to ever seem like it's scripted or an ideal where it's like, look, we both, you know, have to, we can't have the same opinion. It's like, look, if we're talking about, you know, the Washington, you know, football team. Yeah. And, you know, he says something positive about him. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I actually agree. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be like, well, look, I think, you know, Washington, you know, got a good shot at the playoffs this year. I don't have to, you know, come over and talk. Like, yeah. well, no, they actually don't because of this. Like, I might agree with them. I and don't. That's why I love but. UFC commentary because you've got DC and Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan will say something. DC's like, oh, actually. Or like Dominic Cruz. Like, well, actually, if you look at it, it's they have... They're not like it's not like it's a it's a tension, but they're like having a conversation about what's going on in the cage. Yeah, you know what doesn't have that? The WWE. No. I can't stand Michael Cole. Never, I've never cared for him because he's a guy that is just. I understand that he's told he's just told what he's he's just a drone. He just told yeah. what he's done, he's what to do in his ear from Bruce Pritchard or Vince himself, and. He's a he's a walking ad. He's just that's all he knows how to do is spit ads. He adds nothing to the story. He doesn't tell the, the story of the characters or the storyline. It's just make sure you check out the da 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 da
he'll say like some there's some heels that he can't get on board with and I love it and there's some baby faces that he does cheer on a little bit but he like he hate I think he hates Sasha Banks because I think it's secretly he hates the boss and he's just like he every time the boss is whether she's a heel or a face she he shits on her so I mean maybe just be a, a maybe they actually really like each other they just like in real life they're like cool and he just give he's just his way of giving her shit but like the thing is, like Corey Graves has a realness to it because he looks like one you are you are yeah he, like, he's an everyday he's guy tatted and he's got you know the hair and he's dressed like a normal guy and he, like Michael Cole's in a suit and yeah he's, he's in his, his little, little monkey glasses. suit and yeah you know he's he's teacher's pet but you know the guy I relate to sits on the right he doesn't they took him off but he's back Samoa Joe yeah I relate to him what's more going on with him because he's a he just looks like a fucking badass he just looks like he'd kill you with one hand. He, yeah, he's a guy that I. I mean, he. A lot of the wrestlers train jiu jitsu. Yeah, well, but you can tell he and, does. And, 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 it's in his game. Yeah, yeah. He does the rear naked choke as a finisher. Shayna Baszler, another one. Well, I mean, she. But she was a former fighter. Yeah, but fighter. Like, you can tell that Samoa Joe is definitely something about Samoans, man. They just are fucking a different breed of people. They're they're a hardened people. I mean, dude, I watched uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Mm. At the end, man. How did that, that work out? Oh man, it was good. See, I was gonna watch it, but just for just for noise in the background. But, but I'm also not into that franchise. Yeah, no, I'm not either. So. I'm, I hate, I detest Fast and Furious. My favorite one was Tokyo Drift, and that's the most hated one because it, it pisses people off when I say that. And you know me, I just like to make everybody mad. But uh, so because I'm a huge troll, and so like with that though, I took it and I said. All right, well, let's give this a chance. It's The Rock. It's Jason Statham. How bad can this go on? Then Roman Reigns was in it. And I was like, yeah. man, all his cousins and some of his brothers and, like, some of his other outstanding family members, they actually went to Samoa, which is a yeah. beautiful country, by the way. Or, excuse me, island. Territory. Um, and But anyway, like, the black, they did the haka at the end. That was badass. Um, but then, like, like the Samoan culture is cool. But, like, anyway, like, the Samoa, like, Samoa Joe just looks like a dude that can tear your face off in real life. What was there was what did I just saw something very recently like within the week about he's um, injured it, I, I figured he was but it's like I think it's one of those injuries that like he's it, he has to it's one of those rehab ones and he's like coming back and I think that's why he's not on commentary right now I think he's mm-hmm. like re, they're retooling him well th- th- I mean that's kind of been my question though what, what's going on with the thing mm-hmm. you know cause, cause he, he's he's a I think they're they're rebranding that character. They're not changing him. Yeah. They're adding some more substance to him, and I think they were trying to figure out what that was, because Alexa Bliss had said in a promo, she was like, "He's coming back better than we ever was before, and something different. Like he's gonna be like a some kind of a stronger force of nature." And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a fucking promo, but like you don't want to dig too deep into it. Yeah. But like. I, I think that like they're using the fiend as the I think the fiend is like coming back as like they're just revamping the character because they kind of weakened him when they he took a squash match to Bron or to, excuse me Roman Reigns oh and and fucking Goldberg yeah that that was some yeah fucking dull how shit. the fuck do you like okay so you you get RKO'd a hundred times get up from him and then but like you take two spears and you're in a, and you're done not even a jackhammer not even a jackhammer uh, that. The whole thing with um, the Fiend, just that character in itself, the presence in itself, 
like I said, I tune into SmackDown every week just to see that character. And I, I'm glad that they didn't put him on every week because you don't want to water it down. Because I like how they actually put Bray Wyatt in there, like not the theme, but like the, the character with the sweater and yep. the, you know, goofy smile. Yeah. I like how they did that. But dude, when they first did the, they were doing the lead up, the, the packages to the Firefly Funhouse. Um,. He, I thought there. I was like, dude, this is something great. Like, this is bizarre and chaos. Like, this is this is gonna be fucking insane. They're taking Sesame Street and Mister Rogers and making it into a demonic version of it, and I, I'm bored. And I was like, whatever they're doing is, I thought he was gonna come out and be a babyface because he was like being nice, and and the only way he would like turn into the fiend or the, that evil entity that he keeps talking about would like if he gets pissed off. But no, they were like, nah, it's just me. And then, but also the fiend will come out, and you know, at any point, point in time. So, um, I when they when they first started doing that promo, I remember looking at that and thinking, oh, something sinister is coming. Oh, yeah. Something, something really, really, really weird is coming. I remember there was one um, one night I'm sitting there watching, and my daughter was. It was you know a, a night where, like I said, I watched it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. My daughter sitting there with me, and it comes on. And, you know, you get that little quick flash, let me in, or let him in. Let me in. Yeah. And I was like, when I looked at my daughter, she, fortunately she wasn't looking, but I was I was kind of shook a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck was that? I'm like, all right, baby, like, let's go do some stories yeah, real quick. Gonna, um, yeah, I had to do that in my... Uh, like, some fuck shit just happened. I had to do that with my kids one night watching, uh, I was watching the same thing, and he did the thing where he would do the the backwards thing yeah. with the handspring and I was like oh hell no I was like we got I said yeah we got to turn this on it, it's just like you know because that gives a sh- that gets kids like nightmares yeah. well we were watching uh, WandaVision last night yeah. and there was a part where she probably would have been fine to see it yeah. but there was a part where I was like this might be a little intense for her and I don't because my wife works nights and I was like I gotta do the bedtime right. look just being real with everyone out there I don't feel like going with the shit Right. Like she's a kid, go to sleep. Yeah. Like, cause once you're asleep, um, daddy's gonna go get drunk and probably do some coke. Not really. Don't fucking call. Fucking. I mean, no one judges you. Did. I, I would. I mean, I wouldn't judge, but people out there like to call child services on people. Damn it, she's. <laughs> a, I mean, she's asleep. Yeah, she's asleep. You I know, mean, it's like what you do in your own time. It's, it's not like I'm giving coke to the baby. Yeah, it's like, like mean, you're not doing it like in front of her as you're reading bedtime stories off the book. No, I gave her fucking edibles and put her to sleep. Yeah, like that's fucking, like, like literally like what you do as a parent. Like, I'm responsible. Knows this. Yeah, like, it's responsible parenting. Like, like speaking speaking of which, I mean, I got my my little care package here. And, like after, after this is all over. I'm like, Get get fucked up and watch some get, fights. Get it, man. I, um, uh, I have a drive back to a half hour drive back. So um, it's gonna be outstanding. Yeah. So, um, but just kind of, um, I really actually had like a list of like questions and topics, but we just got into it, which I love that even more yeah. because that was so much more number one genuine, but number two, it, it just felt it, it was fluid. Because there's a lot of times I stutter. So yeah, I got to go and too. read. And, and like, I also, d- like, d- 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 depending d- on my caffeine co- uh, intake, I won't, like, it, it depends. Like, if I don't have caffeine, I'll start stuttering because like, I'm tired. But, like, right now I'm, like, pretty good. But, like, no, that was better because you. it was, like, we had our opinions and it was coming from a straight from the head and not, like, being, yeah. like, questions where you, like, had to think a little bit more. Yeah. And, and that's the thing with something like this is... Anytime I do 
any kind of podcast. Like, sometimes I have some people over the questions I'm going to ask beforehand. Yeah. Not very often. Just because, you know, again, when I did the compilation episode with the, the ladies, um, lady grapplers, yeah. I wanted them to kind of have a heads up so we can, you know, get, because we wanted to do 15 minutes, 15, yeah. 20 minutes each. So we wanted to get in and out. Um, but usually... I try because I don't, I don't want to send you the questions. Then you know you spend a week thinking about your answers, and then it, it you know it could still sound genuine, but yeah. it doesn't feel it on yeah. my end. So it's like the and, emotion will be there because you can tell in yeah. my voice like it's not practiced with the, when you yeah. ask me about the WrestleMania and uh, whatever. Because I really had to think because there's there's a lot to unpack, you know. Yeah. Well, and even with that, it's like I had to pull out my phone and start pulling out WrestleMania. It's like, wait, what happened in this WrestleMania? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I remember like certain focal points and major things that happened um, in each WrestleMania, which is so fucking odd the way my brain works. It's like I remember these dumb things that don't matter. Like, you know, I can't tell you like what I fucking ate yesterday or the day before, you know. I don't know. Oh, shit, I haven't eaten today. I have not eaten dinner. I, I forgot. Even... I, I came, I went and went to Royal Farms and got a coffee and did not even think about it. When well, my wife texted me while I was at work, hey, what do you want to do for dinner? And yeah. I was I was too busy talking to tenants about, like, real world, like, actual yeah. like, shit. Doing like, cocaine with them or what, in front of well, your no, kids. No, I don't trust my tenants to give me oh, cocaine. Like, true. they look you suspect. They're from, they're from Glen Burnie. I don't trust them. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, it's probably cut up a bacon <laughs> like, for sure. Like, it's yeah. definitely got, like, shit in it. Definitely suspect dirt drugs. Yeah, probably some fucking glass. Um, but she texted, was like, what do you want to do for dinner? And I was like, hey, I didn't reply. And then I got home and was like, you know, just make some fucking sandwiches. I don't care. I'm gonna be honest. Like, I'm not hungry. Like I said, I, I want to watch these fucking fights tonight. Yeah. Take take some drugs, and yeah. probably just that. Well, no, I think I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna send my drugs for tomorrow and watch cartoons. Well, no, there's a AEW card tomorrow, so it's uh, it's um, victory something. I don't know the name of there. They got. I don't really pay attention to their their names, pay per views, yeah. but uh, they're also starting like a. An actual another, like, kind of like a, a like a thunder type, like a dark AEW dark, and Big Show's host, excuse me, Paul White is hosting it. Hmm. It's on YouTube. Like, they, you can only find it on YouTube. I don't know if it's going to get a TNT slot, um, but yeah. yeah. I, I need to start um, putting more investment into AEW and just trying to keep up with that. Yeah. Because um, I went to my buddy's house and watched Card uh, over the summer and. I enjoyed it. It was when um, uh, the champagne match um, when uh, Jericho yeah. uh, wrestled uh, the one dude. Uh, the mimosa match. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that one. And it, it, it was a good card. It was fun. It was fun. But see, I think with what happened with AEW, and just to touch on this, because like, I didn't get to, Kenny Omega being world champion, I'm convinced like just during this death match he's having with uh john moxley he's just gonna like at the end before he like wins he's just gonna peel off his face and he's just gonna be <laughs> japanese and he, he's just been japanese the entire time because i think he's become a japanese man i'm gonna <laughs> funny thing i just text my wife and ask her hey can you bring down the charger for the computer for me yeah. so she does and i look at the charger and it's the ipad charger which honestly, neither one's near. Like the iPad charger, I don't even know where the fuck that. Is. I don't even know where that was. Yeah. Like, how did she find it? Because I didn't know where it was. <laughs> but, you know, the charger for the Mac mm-hmm. is next to the bed. Which she and I started text. Was like, no, it's next. Now I was like, you know what? I'm not even gonna do that. 
I'm not I, like I'm not gonna be that guy. Yeah. So what we're gonna do? One question. One last question before we get out of here. Yeah. Um, this upcoming WrestleMania, just to tie it all back together. We've got four minutes. Um, if you could pick a match with what's going on in WWE right now mm-hmm. and throw that on the WrestleMania card upcoming, mm-hmm. who are you throwing out there? Like any match, like any... Off the current roster. Off the current roster. Yep. What match am I making? So, do you, can we do it two brands or we just do the whole, like, like the both brands? Or we just do one brand? Yeah. Or just do one, the whole thing? Give me what match you want to see. I would love to see... Uh, I want to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. That's that's it. That's what you make. Yeah, I mean he he's the champ right now, and we don't know where Brock is. Well, everywhere Bobby Lashley, like everything Brock is, Bobby Lashley is the same. So when Bobby Lashley first came to WWE, when when you know way back in the day, we were calling him, my friends and I were calling him Black Le- Black Lesnar. Black Lesnar. That's is exactly it. Like yeah. he's. I didn't want to say that, but like I thought it. I mean, he's like it's like it's like Black Lesnar versus Brock Lesnar. And that was the match everyone always wants to see. Yeah. And he's got the belt now. Yeah. This is the moment to do it. And I don't want it to be a squash match. Yeah. I want it to be a, a you know, and both are from MMA as well. I don't understand why they didn't make Bobby Lashley versus Batista. Or Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. Like, you know, Blackberg versus Goldberg. Yeah. Blacktista versus Batista. You know, like, same thing. You know. So much that could have been done with this dude. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what politics are going on behind, behind well, the scenes. Yeah, you know, that's... Um, being doing his thing. No. Well, you know, he, he couldn't put a stereotype on the Lashley. Yeah. So, well... I he, mean, just not that long ago, he was having a, a fucking... Yeah. He was having... One year ago. Chavo Guerrero dresses a white golfer. Oh, no. No, one year ago, they had, um, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Lashley basically, you know, took Lana from Rusev. So, yeah. you know, it's like, and here we are a year later. He's now yeah. the champ. So, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. WWE was wild. You know, they had the match for custody of Dominic. That shit will never ever be Dude, forgotten by me. Did you me. see the, the the angle they're doing Apollo Cruz? He's a Nigerian I saw. guy now, and I he saw. has like so he last week he had two militant Nigerian men in uniform. They, they, I mean, they just look like they're they look like the the, the guys Jesse Smollett would use in his <laughs> beating uh, beating. Uh, so anyway, he's there and he's sitting there with his like fucking like. Spear. Now, I'm all about like being proud of your African culture or whatever culture you are. But it was just like, do we have to go the fucking Boko Haram route or Vince does? Huh? Vince does. Just like, what is, is he going to start kidnapping small black children from the audience? You know, next week is that where we're where we're going to be doing? Like, this is where we're taking it. But it's I mean, Vince. but the Vince is like, what did else? Sexual chocolate. Yeah. You know, what sexual chocolate really? Like, you know, oh, what was it? Oh, my favorite one, Nation of Domination. Oh, I'm sorry, wasn't that probably the Black Panthers? Probably, I would imagine. And, and they did a gang war for fuck's sake in the Attitude Era. Well, and they, they there was um, a, um, it got shut down. Yeah. Bret Hart didn't want to do it, but they were supposed to, you know, um. Yeah, the Hart family was supposed to basically go into the nation's locker room and spray racial slurs. Yeah, and Brett was like, "We're not doing that." Brett was like, "Absolutely fuck not." No, and even like, a, who was it? Like DOA were like, even though they were supposed to be the white mm-hmm. bikers, they were like, "Yeah, we're not doing that either." And then it was what it was between them and the Westboro Weeklies. 
which is the Cologne brothers, yeah. um, and Savio Vega. Um, but I, I, Vince is not, I mean, this, this is the reason, like, Ron Simmons, not Ron Simmons, who was, like, he didn't put a, a, a belt on a, on a guy, a, a, a black guy, for what, until The Rock? Uh, the world title WWE the world title. yeah WCW had Ron Simmons at least yeah they had Even Ron Simmons Ted Turner's Ron you know TV well you know Ted Turner's a lefty so that, I mean it makes yeah, sense yeah. but like uh, yeah it's like uh, Ron Simmons before that but like you know there wasn't there, I mean, there was Rocky always Johnson, Rocky Johnson won the Intercontinental title yeah I mean in that, that was the first Rocky Johnson yeah it was uh, it, it was a Pedro Morales was the first non-white to win the WWE championship yeah. um, the first gay guy was Pat Patterson won the intercontinental they was gay they know now like you know rest in peace but uh, uh, yeah like the race like, like, listen Vince McMahon is like 80,000 80, years old and I'm not saying I'm like giving him the okay of being a racist piece of shit but like he came from a different era right and that's what I always kind of chalk it up to. I'm not. I don't ever give a pass for racism or, or you know, sexism or you know any kind of bigotry. No. But I also keep in mind though too, this person's you know person their mindset is from a different time. That again doesn't make it okay. No, it doesn't. But it also doesn't make me feel like I need to attack the person. And like yeah, I make jokes on here. And yeah, Vince you know does what he does. Right. Yeah, that's a joke. But like if I were to meet Vince McMahon, I'm sure to be a you know a pleasant experience. And I wouldn't think to myself, man, it's fucking racist. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, you know, it's fucking Vince McMahon. Shake his hand, you know, yeah, be give cool. Yeah, res- respect this dude, but like, you know. Yeah. But if he, he says something with... to me like, hey, you want some cornbread? I'd be like, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, here, wear this top hat and, you know, pretend you're the WB frog or whatever it is. You know, like, it, like that's that's some fucked up shit. That, by the way, that WB frog was fucking racist. I always that frog. Yeah, fuck that frog. <laughs> Um, he was like, no, but the no, but the no, but I was like, that's not, that's not what that thing is supposed, I don't think that's what that's supposed to be, but, uh, okay. Um, but so, like, Vince has, like, been a long time, like, uh, that, but I, I think he only gave the, the Rock the WWE Championship as quickly as he did, because, A, I think he respected Rocky Johnson, and I think he's like, well, he's only half black. And it's like, he's, he's half Samoan. He probably told me, I was like, okay, what what do you claim on your uh, census? Like, what what race? He's like, well, what do you mean? Well, I'm trying to determine right. where this belt's gonna go. Right. Like, oh, I'm definitely, um, definitely Samoan. Definitely, <laughs> definitely Samoan. Well, you see it now. Even the Rock's like, the movie Hobbs and Shaw came out, and now like, like the Hakka starting to get popular. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I, I always embrace my Samoan culture. I'm like motherfucker, I didn't even know you were Samoan until like, you know, a few couple of years ago. You had like you were a part of the Noah family. I mean, you know, it's always. I mean, you know, waves. People, yeah. you know, ride those waves. I mean, you know, it's just what we. He's do. only proud, I guess, of his of his dad during in February. Like I don't know. Twenty eight days. Yeah, nine every shortest, other, every four that, years. Like, that's what pisses me off. Black people got the fucking shortest month. So. It, month, or, uh, February is the Monday of months. Period. Yeah, no, February sucks, sucks anyway. Sh- y'all got the shit in or the deal. I mean, black people got it. Like, I mean, fucking February. But in reality, I mean, to me, black history is there, you know every day. For That's me, what I so. say. That's what I say. Black history um, is just as part as American history is. You know, yeah, any other yeah. race that had anything to do with it. Um, but on that note, 
You want to go ahead and wrap up because my wife didn't bring me the right charger, so this computer <laughs> sure. will yeah. shut off. So yeah. uh, go ahead, uh, let us know where we can find you at. You can find me. Well, yes, you can find me. Uh, I'm at uh, the the slightly uh, uninspirational podcast. You heard that right? Or SUP if you like to be more if you like acronyms. Um, you can find me on YouTube and, and Twitter at uh, at SUP with Matt. Same thing with Instagram, Facebook. I don't really fuck with much. Uh, you can find me there too. The same uh, handle. Um, but uh, I, the, the podcast is, uh, I've got a new episode, I'm recording a new episode this week. I usually just rant and talk to myself, but uh, we have a guest soon. If you, uh, also you can, I mean, emails, I, I, you can find me at uh, the slightly un, uninspirational podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or want to bring up a topic on the show or you want to call me a fucking asshole for the things I said on this podcast, uh, it's highly encouraged. Uh, just don't be surprised if I, you know, re- reply back with a middle finger and that's it. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm mostly on Twitter a lot, so um, follow me there, and I make a lot of jokes. Uh, and that's it. Just and also, but if they are, jo- you know, understand that they're jokes, and I, I'm a clown, and I don't mean like most of it. So don't come to my shit and be uh, be all serious. That's it. I think if anyone is listening to this podcast, they already are comfortable with that because most shit that I say, mm-hmm. they understand. At least I hope they understand. It's Dante. He's a little dumb. Right, but well, they know he was things. a person, and you know they know you in person. Well. No, most of them. No. Don't. <laughs> Dude, like somehow I have followers in India. And, I heard you and told that, me that. that shit is yeah. wild. That shit blows my mind because like. Wow, like yeah. you guys like me? Like yeah. you like me more than my family. I have more listeners in India than I do in Maryland. Really? That shit blows my mind. So you're trying to dude, you know what? Indians love pro wrestling. So I think you may yeah. be onto something here. Yeah. This might might oh shit, you, I guess tomorrow I gotta talk about uh Jinder Mahal. You might be really famous <laughs> in Dubai and you don't even know it. Hey. We're big great Kylie, give him a call. I, I didn't realize Nerd Rage had a following too. We at Baltimore Com- Comic Con I had that shirt on. I'm like, Nerd Rage Radio, we love you. I was like Sorry, what? what was that? You got fans. I oh, I knew, I knew that we had listeners. Well, they have listeners. I'm not. I'm like, you know, an extension of the show. I'm not yeah. on the show, on the show. But yeah. even still, so you know, there's a shock. You know, when when you realize, hey, someone's listening to me. Ooh, okay, yeah. I yeah. guess. But you know, I, I need to branch out from India. I, I need more. I want more. You want you get with the rest of Asia. I think that's where you want the rest of Asia. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get so, some Russians. Russians, that's good. You know, don't. I mean, you're inviting bots, but you know, don't or whatever. Yeah, I'm prostitutes. I mean, most of my followers are bots anyway. I, I, I don't. That's fine. I can promise you, I don't legitimately have fifty-two thousand followers. I promise you that. I probably have a legit one hundred followers. I would like, take that. I would like, even take yeah, hundred like, uh, fifty-two thousand bots or a hundred real people. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. You know. Yeah, I don't. You know, it doesn't matter to me. You know, someone's listening. Government. It's definitely Martians. CIA when you hear those weird pops in your phone. You know. Just oh like, yeah, for oh, sure. Fuck. We'll talk about uh, that today at work. So yeah, I know what's up. But you guys, that's where you can find me. And like I said, they're just jokes at the end of the day. Don't fucking come at me uh, because I'll probably block you or I'll just <laughs> talk shit back to you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna probably hurt your feelings. So that's it. Yeah, you're welcome. And um, everybody else out there, thanks for listening. As I always say, um, I, I really appreciate it. So uh, y'all got any questions, concerns, reach out to me. Ultimates Podcast on Instagram. Um, BJJ.wiki also on Instagram. Those are the two main spots that I'm at. Um, you can also shoot me an email at um, Ultimates2020 at gmail.com. I believe that's it. Yeah, It'll be in the notes. I always put these things in the notes. Um, also make sure you check out 
um, student BJJ, my buddy Zach over there on Instagram, and go check out the website. He's got some great merchandise. I actually just ordered a sweatshirt, and I ordered the wrong size. I reached out to him about uh, an exchange. Um, and he told me, like, look, contact them. They're really good. I did, and they said, look, keep the old one. We're going to send you a new one. It should be there Monday. So, you know, you know, go order some merchandise wrongly over there, yeah. and, you know, and, and just see how great the customer service is. Get his merch and then come see me do open mic comedy at, and when they start opening up around here and letting yeah. people do open mics. So. Otherwise, you know, you know, thanks. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> it's probably my fault. Um, you know, thanks again. And um, yeah, y'all keep listening. I'll keep making these. Bye, y'all. Now let me see his song.